Welcome to the podcast of the Renew Community. We strive to be a Jesus community who cares about the things Jesus cares about. As we adapt in this season of pandemic, we are meeting in our house churches in person and online as a primary space for worship, formation, connection, and encouragement. Teachings like this are one way we engage with scripture, seeking to become more like Christ. These teaching podcasts also serve as a conversation starter for deeper engagement at House Church. We're glad you're listening. Hi, guys. This is Dwayne Sprockfried, and I'm here with... Uh, Ange Sprockfried. Yeah, and we're here to do the podcast this week, so I hope you enjoy what we've prepared for you. Overwhelmed. Shy. Sorrowful. Thoughtful. Calm. Free. Ashamed. Betrayed. Confident. Confused. Creative. Depressed. Excited. Frustrated. Furious. Hopeful. Hopeless. Lonely. Safe. Motivated. Numb. Proud. Surprised. Relieved. Afraid. Anxious. Angry. Tired. Stressed. Thankful. Peaceful. At the time of this airing, we are still awaiting the results of the contentious 2020 presidential election. Reeling from the news of Walter Wallace Jr., another black man killed by white police officers in our own city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, and the COVID pandemic is unending. In addition, as some of you already know, we have been through a time of intense personal anxiety and turmoil with our extended family over the course of these past two months. Without disclosing the details of all the events, I will say it's been traumatic and stressful. So I tell you this to say life is hard and trauma is real. Fear and anxiety do not escape any of us if we live life long enough to experience it, the highs and the lows. Yet we know we are not meant to do it alone. We are rooted in relationship, relationship with God and with others. As Ben reminded us at the beginning of this Joy Strength series, joy is found in being in the presence of God, who is always glad to be with us. God's joy, then, is our strength, the fortress, the foundation, the stronghold from which we joyfully live out the goodness and the beauty of the kingdom of God. We foster that joy by abiding in the Lord by being present and open to one another, and by rejoicing in the Lord. I will say it again, rejoice! I will never forget the morning of Justice's Baptism Celebration Sunday. As a praying mom, it is truly something humbling and awesome to witness the decision of discipleship from my firstborn son. But it was not for this reason alone. It was in the parking lot before I even stepped foot into the gathering with my sister, Denise Hall, who prayed for me as I was heavy with the fear and anxiety of what was happening contemporaneously with our family and not being able to fully enter into the joy and celebration on that day. 
I could not have done it without her powerful prayers and bear hug to get me there. She took me aside afterwards to a dead pine surrounded by luscious trees. The analogy she shared was that when I'm dry and feeling dead or depleted, to depend on those around me with enough hope, peace, love, and joy to share, they would be the holders of these gifts while holding me up too. God has used you, Renew, to be my joy strength in the face of fear and anxiety, and I'm deeply grateful for this community and faith family too. My mom said to me recently, as long as there is life, there is hope. Well, we aren't dead yet. And my grandma, Vicki Sprock, said it best. Don't take life so seriously because you won't get out alive anyway. God gave us this platform, this life, this legacy to live, and we are going to live it with the grace and dignity that is being fully human and beloved children of God. I thought I would jump in here and talk about what I've been learning about abiding. Um, David in Psalm uh, 16, 8, he says, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Um, of course, we can't actually set God before us like a you know child's play toy and move him around from one place to another. Um, what David means is that he turned his gaze to the Lord, his focus um, to God, he, he basically gave him his heart and then he felt immovable, unshakable, happy in the Lord. It's been said that we become what we behold, um, or the proverbial, you are what you eat. Um, or I've heard it said, you become like the five closest people you hang out with. So the question is who or what has my gaze, my heart? Where am I abiding? Like Ange said, hard times come, trauma happens, life isn't easy. There are many things to be anxious and fearful about. Jesus said that was to be expected. Take heart, be of good cheer, literally be cheerful. Jesus has overcome the world. When the hard things come, do they get my focus? What does Jesus still get that? It's in that space that I'm learning to abide in him, to uh, turn my affections, the affections of my heart to him, to have faith, to have trust in him. Um, there's been a simple uh, verse that I've been repeating time and again when thoughts of anxiety and fear um, are prone to, to come up in my mind. And it's uh, Psalm 56.3, and it's simply this. When I am afraid, I will put my trust in you, Lord. I like that this verse acknowledges that we're human, that we will experience feelings of fear. Um, and yet when we do, it gives us an action to do, a posture to take. And that is that we will turn and we will put our full trust in the Lord. I've heard it asked recently, what is the truest, truest thing about your life? Um, what is the truest thing about my life? And I'm coming to believe that the truest thing about my life is that I'm deeply loved by God. And the truest thing about your life is that God deeply loves you. When I'm in a place where uh, I'm still enough that I can listen to God, I feel like there's something I hear every single time. And it's, I love you, Dwayne. That's the first thing I hear every time I'm still enough that I can hear the Lord. 
And even if that's not the final message that he has for me, it's still said with that, I love you, Dwayne, underneath. When I worry about what could happen, whether that's in our personal private lives or in our country or wherever, I take solace in the reality that God loves me, that God loves us. Sometimes, maybe uh, most times, anxiety is a battle in my mind. Um, I fear what could happen. Um, The sentences in my mind start with two words. What if, if I allow those what if thoughts to linger, if I allow them to settle in or even just start analyzing them, I start to give them some credibility. And if I do that long enough, I can start to believe it. Uh, I can even start to catastrophize, catastrophize. I can start to believe in, in subtle ways that if it happened, that thing I'm worried about, it would be horrible. It, it would, I, I wouldn't be able to handle it. I would be totally undone. Life would be over. And this is anxious thinking, and it's very destructive. The, the cost of anxiety is high. It's super high. It's a price too high to pay. I like, um, I like how Rick Warren talks about this. He says, your mind lies to you all the time. Just because you think something is true doesn't make it true. Just because you feel something is true doesn't make it true. Your mind and your emotions often lie to you. Part of spiritual growth, part of becoming more like Jesus is learning to know the difference between thoughts that are true and those that are simply not. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. This is from Philippians 4. When I wonder if the thoughts I'm thinking are helpful or healthful, or if they're from God, I run them through this grid. Often it quickly reveals that these aren't God's thoughts at all. And when I realize that, I can let go of them. In one of the poetry poetry and wisdom books of the Bible, King Solomon gets credit with writing, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. The familiar lines often offer a comforting reminder of God's sovereignty. The message in this passage of poetry centers on God's ultimate authority in heaven and on earth. Humans have mastered many things in this world, but some elements of our existence are beyond our control. We cannot conquer time. God is the one who appoints each moment. 
Our lives contain a mixture of joy and sorrow, pleasure and pain, harmony and struggle, and life and death. Each season has its appropriate time in the cycle of life. Nothing stays the same, and we as God's children must learn to accept and adjust to the ebb and flow of God's design. Some seasons are difficult, and we may not understand what God is doing. In those times, we must humbly submit to the Lord's plan and trust He is working out His good purposes. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to His purpose. If it's not good yet, it mustn't be the end. God is still at work. Diane Wagenhaus, director of Lakeside Global Institute, taught me as human beings, it's important that we know we have the power at times to give ourselves permission to do certain things and to avoid other things, to think differently, to change our minds, to shift our, shift our focus. One of those permissions that we have the power to give is the permission to experience joy. Without minimizing or discounting the realities of today's world, the stress, dissonance, social injustices, fear, and frustrations, we also need to give ourselves permission to experience joy. Sometimes it's joy in the smallest of things, like having quiet and meaningful conversations with our families. Sometimes it's having the gift of time to be reflective to write notes to friends, to be creative in our own ways, and revel in the gift of that creativity. It's important to allow joy into our lives, and sometimes we actually have to give ourselves permission to feel joyful. This is similar to what I needed on Baptism Sunday with entering into the joy and celebration while acknowledging the heaviness that surrounded it for me. Bob Goff's Dream Big podcast recently interviewed Carrie Job, composer of The Blessing. And she shared a story of a particularly traumatic event and struggle with depression and anxiety afterwards. She said, I'm not going to let sorrow and fear steal my life. Something bad happened today, but God, you came through. There were things that take the air out of our lungs. But there are also things that God is doing to give us the strength and power to make it through to. And Bob responded by sharing, bad things happen and I want to learn from them, but I want them to leave stretch marks, not bruises. Sometimes we make a rule, even unconsciously, that we're going to live a life afraid. God doesn't cause this. The lies that we can be, the lies that we can be protected from anything that could potentially harm us can drive us crazy. So he challenged the listener, as I want to challenge you, to be courageous enough to ask God, what do you want me to believe about you? Similar to what Dwayne shared. If you lost your joy or your hope, Look at the last place you saw them, just like your keys, and ask, where was the last place I saw joy, hope, love? And find your way to Jesus. If you put your joy and hope in other things, make sure they're not holding you back. 
we want to take just a few moments to um, ad lib, I guess, in this podcast and just speak from our own heart as far as like what we're hearing in this moment from God. Um, that's important to share with you all. Um, and you want to, do you have anything you want to go first? If not, I have a thought or two. All right. So um, I was just thinking about that, that question. What do we want? God, what do you want me to believe about you, God? And um, I've, I've thought about that. And um, I think there's three things when I was thinking about that, that God brought to my heart and my mind. Um, the one is that God is love, that God loves me, like I talked about earlier. Um, the second thing is that he's good, that his, his nature is good, um, that he is literally smiling on us, singing over us, delighting in us as his people, as his kids. Um, and the third thing is that God is always with us, even in the midst of, of those hard times of traumatic times. Uh, I recently um, was able to process some of uh, a rather traumatic experience that we had. And as I was kind of like walking through it in my mind's eye, I realized that we were surrounded by, by angels, that God was there, that in the spirit, it wasn't as crazy in the spiritual world. He had it under control. Um, and that was very comforting to me, um, to know that God, God was there, that God was with us, um, that he is still good, that he is still loving no matter what. Um, so that's something I definitely want to, to cling to. And I think the other thing I was thinking about recently too, is that, you know, sometimes we have dreams to be, I don't know, a businessman, a, a a teacher, you name it. I mean, it could be a thousand different dreams. And sometimes those things just don't go the way we want them to. And we can be anxious about that. We can be frustrated about that. And I guess I was reminded that God is more interested in building a man, building a woman whose heart is after him, whose heart is sold out to him, um, who has surrendered their will to him um, to display his glory in their generation. And that is more important. That is a bigger deal than being a great businessman or whatever, you know, dream that is that you have in your heart. So anyway, when it comes to anxiety and fear and um, living out of joy, strength, living out of literally the presence of God in us, um, those are some things that, that came to mind about God's character and the way he works in our lives and in our world. Our Father, who is, is in heaven, heaven, holy is your name. Your, your kingdom, kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast of the Renew Community. This in no way should replace the formation within a community of Jesus followers. If you are looking for a church, would like more information about Renew, or would like to give financially to this ministry, check out our website at renewcommunity.org.